I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, following on from our special podcast on Monday on the pre-budget report, we look at the tax planning issues that you may soon be facing. Higher taxes for higher earners, could salary sacrifice be a way to pay less? A freeze on pension contributions, so should you pay in now or later? And we have some good news on the VAT cut for anyone trying to move home. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. Elaine Moore. Hello. And our special guest, John Whiting, tax partner with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Hello. So let's start then with the uh, the big tax rises that were announced in the pre-budget report. Steve, the major changes to personal allowances won't kick in until 2010, and the, the new 45% high rate and also higher national insurance doesn't start until 2011. But there are still some tax planning opportunities uh, next year, aren't there? Yes, Matthew. I mean, everyone's been talking about the virtues of pensions, higher tax means the prospects, but not the guarantee, of higher tax relief on pensions for very high earners, these people who will be set to pay 45%, as you say. But there are also certain pension arrangements where you can reclaim national insurance, which is going up in a number of, well, at least one sneaky way, I think, is it not, John? Yes. I mean, the thing that perhaps crept a little under the radar screen, certainly wasn't flagged, understandably, is that people's national insurance bills are potentially going up. Those who are earning 40000 or so upwards, your income tax bill may be coming down. It may be coming down enough so you don't notice the national insurance going up. But the point is, there's a tranche of income between just over 40000 and just short of 44000 that's going to be pulled into the full 11% national insurance rate. Rather than... The 1%, one. which, you know, you're paying 1% on the absolute top. But on the tranche, the main rate, 11%, that is widening quite a bit. What it is, it's the harmonising of this sort of stop point of this 11% with the start point of the 40% income tax. What they called alignment, I think. It called alignment, exactly so. And it's been a sort of target and a prospect. The effect is that for quite a tranche of middle higher earners, there's quite a bit more going to go onto the national insurance bill. How much more are we talking about in cash terms? Well, we're talking about 3,000, 3,500 of extra income pulled into this 11% band. So that's £350 or so a year. Equivalent to £7 a week extra in national insurance Mm. if you're fully caught by this. So how can you avoid it? 
How can you avoid it? Well, apart from the trite comment about not earning so much, which <laughs> sadly some people will be in that involuntarily over the next year, then you're looking at things that might relieve it. And, of course, we've got a quirk here for pension contributions because, of course, many people listening will be making pension contributions and thinking, oh, yes, I, 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 get, I get tax relief for that. Well, yes, you do. You get income tax relief for pension contributions. That's fine if your employer contributes there's no taxable benefit in kind. But it is not effective for national insurance. So if you're putting 5% of your pension into an employer or your own scheme, that's deductible for income tax, but not for national insurance. And that's what gets us into the idea of sacrificing some salary into the pension scheme. Which is some, some employers do offer, do they not? Some employers do offer. I mean, the simplest example of this in many ways is if your employer were to con- convert your pension scheme from a contributory one, you put 5% in, into a non-contributory one. So instead of being paid 100 for the sake of argument, less 5%, which you put into the pension scheme, 95 you pay tax on that, but you're paying nicks on the 100 If you change your whole structure so you are paid 95 and your employer just Mm. puts the extra five in the pension scheme, you you know, trust me, etc., then you are paying income tax on 95, just as before, but you're paying national insurance on 95. Hey, that's a bit of a saving. Mm. Employer also makes a saving. Do they give that over to you as well? Well, that's up for discussion, isn't it, depending on... You know, between you and them. But the point, simple message is you're paying it. And, of course, I've just used the example of converting the pension scheme to a non-contributory. That may not be possible completely because that's a pretty big step. But actually sacrificing some salary, and that takes some doing. You've got to really do it up front. You've got to make sure that you say before you're entitled to it, I want a salary of 95, not And this is something your employer really has to arrange on behalf of a number of employees, doesn't it? It's not something you can just go to your HR department. In some cases, if your employer's into a flexible pay arrangement, it's something that can actually come in. Flexible benefits, I think. On that sort of thing. Flexible pay, flexible benefits, whatever you want to call it. Then it's the sort of thing that can be part of your package, as it were. Of course, there's always catches, you know, is this really what you want to do if somebody's on a final salary scheme and suddenly you'll find your pension is tied to 95 rather than 100. So it's not a no-brainer option, but it is certainly something to think about. And with national insurance going up, it's going to get more on the something to think about. So more national insurance equals... Well, more interest in schemes where you save national insurance. Indeed, and you know, project forward to yeah. when national insurance goes up by that extra half percent, well, you can see it coming in a little yeah. more so in then. And this also works for a number of other benefits, I think, as well. Childcare, even some share option schemes yes, as well. Yes, I mean, archetypal childcare vouchers is perhaps the most popular one where childcare vouchers are well-known 50, well now 55 pounds a week tax-free, so it can be very effective there. But some organisations will be looking at quite a range of benefits um, flex canteen, flexible cycling. Travel. I know myself. Uh, indeed, a very green person. You look at you look green as we're talking, Steve. So, uh, very good advert for that sort of thing. Uh, thank you both. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, Steve, you'll be only too willing to sacrifice some salary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were coming round to that <laughs> to help pay your mortgage. <laughs>
we're not going to mention Steve's mortgage this week. Um, but if you'd like to read more about salary sacrifice and how it can help you reduce your tax and national insurance, um, look out for Steve's article in FT Money in this weekend's FT or online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also find all of our pre-budget report analysis, including a Q&A with John at ft.com forward slash pre-budget report. And you can send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at our new address, money at ft.com. Still to come, some good news on VAT, but first, pensions. Elaine, amid all the headlines about tax rises, there were a number of measures that um, affect pensions, and not just the extra £60 state pension payment which is supposed to be for Christmas, but it's actually been paid in January. Uh, What are the other bigger measures that might affect higher earners? Well, that's right. As of April 2011, the lifetime allowance for your pension saving is being capped at £1.8 million. And that's all the way up until April 2016, and then maybe beyond. We don't know what's happening after that. So there are sort of mixed messages coming out from the government at the moment. They want us to cut down our debts, bring down our mortgages, cut up our credit cards. But... They also don't seem to want to save that much either, John. So accountancy firms are saying that people with large pension pots need to be careful. They do need to be careful, Elaine, definitely. And there's an interesting way of looking at this, and I think one of the sort of coded messages of this is it's a... You know, it's a little way off, comes in in 2011, you never know what might happen before that. But it is, as you say, it's a cap for five years. People will recollect probably that's when this extra national insurance comes in, when the 45% tax rate comes in, all of which is a bit more an incentive to put more into your pension pot. And so there's an element here of the government saying we want those extra rates to stick, as it were. Some people have been saying that it's worthwhile holding off making pension contributions until you can get this 45% tax relief, although we should say that that's not actually been guaranteed by the government yet. We're assuming that you will get that relief. We're assuming. It's, I think, going to be something in the various parties' election manifestos for the next uh, parliament, because whatever happens, that will be the next government to really bake it in. Yes, it's possible. You could get 45%. Watch the pensions cap, as we're saying, so you mustn't go over the 1.8 million, but you know that's a huge sum for most people. So certainly possible that people will be thinking about that. On the other hand, is um, 40% relief today bird worth a 45% bird tomorrow in the bush? And um, just generally, also don't forget the pensions money has to be invested in something. But John, I mean, with or without Matthew sacrificing my very modest salary, I mean, this 1.8 million limit sounds an awful lot of money. Is the limit really going to be that that important for that many people out there? Well, it is a lot of money, isn't it, Steve? And the annual amount that you can chip in. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Up to well above a quarter of a million pounds sounds staggering amounts, but more and more people will come up against this. Uh, it's certainly not going to be for everybody. With fund growth and so With on. fund growth, with salary growth, with inflation. So, you know, maybe inflation will help. But if it's a final salary type scheme, which is priced on 20 times the uh, amount you're going to be drawing, you know, more and more people are going to be drawn into this. So it is not just a handful of extremely fat cats. It's more and more senior executives are going to have to think about this as time goes on. So if you are one of these senior executives and you're thinking that you've done your pension calculation and you might be breaching the limit in a few years' time, beyond curbing your contributions now, are there any sorts of planning measures that you can make? Well, what we are seeing for those sort of people, and very often we're talking about senior people, directors in companies, proprietors, who, because of this, are frankly losing a bit of interest in the pension scheme and possibly to the disadvantage of their employees. But they're looking for other benefits. They're naturally enough looking to say, well, should I be investing more in direct shares or whatever? Or, in some cases, can my employer give me an unfunded pension promise or an unapproved pension promise which doesn't get tax relief but will give me extra money later on? And on the more modest end of the scale, there's a a tax planning opportunity for those who have missed out on national insurance contributions to buy up extra years' worth of state pension. But that's also going up next year, isn't it? That's something else to think about now. It's always something to think about. And one of the things that HM Revenue and Customs are getting better at is writing to tell people and saying, hey, you've got a gap in your contributions record. This could affect your pension, your state pension, of course. If you would like to buy the extra year, it costs you so much, would you like to? I invite you to go and have a look at the pensions calculator that's available on the pension service website. It's well worth people thinking about because in many ways it is actually pretty good value for the basic payment you get to get the extra years if you are not getting anything like a state pension, of course, especially if you haven't got much of a private pension. And as of next April, it's going up by £200 to purchase one of these, so it's probably worth sorting out now rather than later. Could well be worth sorting out now if you've got the money because fundamentally it's actually quite a good investment. Well, thank you, uh, John and uh, Elaine. And if you'd like to know more about uh, pension contributions or buying extra years of state pension, look out for Elaine's article in this weekend's FT Money. And finally today, we have some good news on VAT. Uh, The cut in VAT from 17.5% to 15% will cut costs for those who are looking to either sell or potentially buy a home because they'll enjoy. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, following on from our special podcast on Monday on the pre-budget report, we look at the tax planning issues that you may soon be facing. Higher taxes for higher earners, could salary sacrifice be a way to pay less? A freeze on pension contributions, so should you pay in now or later? And we have some good news on the VAT cut for anyone trying to move home. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. Elaine Moore. Hello. And our special guest, John Whiting, tax partner with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Hello. 
So let's start then with the uh, the big tax rises that were announced in the pre-budget report. Steve, the major changes to personal allowances won't kick in until 2010, and the, the new 45% high rate and also higher national insurance doesn't start until 2011. But there are still some tax planning opportunities uh, next year, aren't there? Yes, Matthew. I mean, everyone's been talking about the virtues of pensions. Higher tax means the prospects, but not the guarantee, of higher tax relief on pensions for very high earners, these people who will be set to pay 45%, as you say. But there are also certain pension arrangements where you can reclaim national insurance, which is going up in a number of Well, at least one sneaky way, I think, is it not, John? Yes. I mean, the thing that perhaps crept a little under the radar screen, certainly wasn't flagged, understandably, is that people's national insurance bills are potentially going up. Those who are earning 40000 or so upwards, your income tax bill may be coming down. It may be coming down enough so you don't notice the national insurance going up. But the point is, there's a tranche of income between just over 40,000 and just short of 44,000, that's going to be pulled into the full 11% national insurance rate. Rather than... The 1%, one. which you, you know, you're paying 1% on the absolute top, but on the true <laughs> Jaffa cakes. But, of course, if you buy your chocolate digestive, famously, Steve, yes. famously, then yes. that has that on. So you have to be careful. Yes. But, I mean, obviously, in very crude terms, the basic foodstuffs are no VAT. Let's also remember... There's an immediate comment, oh, gas bills, electricity bills are going to be cheaper. Sorry, no. They have the 5% VAT on. That stays the same. And the really important one, the the wine, fags, beer and all the rest of it. Obviously, this looms large in yours. Well, Mm. sadly... To go with the Jaffa cake. Of course, yes, the VAT comes down, but carefully, with a last-minute adjustment, the Chancellor put up the duty, so the net effect to you and me buying it is no different. But it sounds like, um, Steve, you're not going to make a huge saving on your biscuits. Um, I can't help but think that um, next week's interest rate decision is going to have far more effect on high street spending than any VAT measure. But that's all we've got time for in this week's FT Money Show. Remember that you can email your views and your questions uh, to our new address, money at ft.com. And you can now read the latest news every weekday on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And there's more on the pre-budget report, including that special podcast with not one but three tax experts at ft.com forward slash pre-budget report. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Elaine, Steve and John. Goodbye.